Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Let's head over now to the U.S. to see what's happening there on our Washington report this Monday. U.S. President Joe Biden saying that he does not anticipate major initiatives from China to provide weapons to Russia in its war against Ukraine, in Russia's war against Ukraine, that is. The First Lady, Jill Biden, also hinting that her husband will be running for a second term. Let's try to understand what's happening in the U.S. now. Joining us this hour, Steve O'Coon, Senior Advisor at McLean. Lardy Associates. Good Monday to you, Steve. Good Monday, Timothy. I'll do my best. Not sure how much anyone can decipher everything going on in the world right now, if, let alone Washington, D.C. If there's anyone who can, you can. I'm pretty sure of that. All right. So the U.S. president now saying he doesn't anticipate a major initiative from China to provide weapons to Russia in its war against Ukraine. Now, just last week, we were talking about this concern. What's going on there? Well, I mean, yeah, the Secretary of State has said that there was a potential for China to give, you know, military assistance that would cross a a red line for the United States. The uh, National Security Council spokesman said that China might be mulling such a plan. And President Biden said, however, though, that the U.S. does not anticipate a major initiative. So I think it's something the U.S. is watching, but uh, hopefully is not as high a chance of likelihood as we might have been concerned about last week. Will it be not in China's interest to provide the so-called lethal support to Moscow that was talked about last week? Well, that's certainly the point that President Biden has been making. And President Biden has said privately and publicly, the United States has made clear China should not become tangibly involved in this manner and that it would cost them in terms of uh, economics, that they would be subject to sanctions, that businesses and investors would be leaving China just as they had left Russia. So Mm -hmm. hopefully that the United States has made the point that uh, this would tip into a much more serious economic issue for the rest of the world and not just uh, Russia. Okay, on the U.S. front, uh, will the Americans be providing even more weapons uh, or, or aid to Ukraine? Well, I mean, that's clearly been the trajectory that as this war has gone on much longer than initially anticipated, and that is because of both how brave uh, the Ukrainians have been, how well-performing mm-hmm. the Ukrainian military has been, and how just underperforming as to what everyone's expectations were, the Russian military has done, that more and more military assistance is needed to the Ukrainians. And that has come from the U.S., it's come from the EU, it's come from the U.K. More and more different types of weapons have come in, tanks have come in, missiles have come in. And so no reason to believe that trajectory of increasing military aid would slow down if we stay on this current trajectory with Russia continuing its unlawful invasion of Ukraine. Okay, let's talk about getting, how do we put this, an exit strategy for the Ukraine and Russia war. Is there anything being worked on? Last week we were talking about uh, China wanting to negotiate or put a diplomatic spin to this one as well. But on the U.S. side, how are they planning to do an exit from this Ukraine-Russia war, are they? Well, I mean, I think the U.S. is saying that is Ukraine's decision. Ukraine has been invaded by Russia. It violated every principle that we have for Mm -hmm. our 
rules-based order. It provided it it violated the total the sanctity of the sovereignty of countries, and it is up to Ukraine to decide if and when it will seek some type of negotiated settlement with Russia if Russia continues its aggression. Russia has about 20% of Ukrainian land now, Mm -hmm. um, and you can't uh, expect Ukraine to just give that up because Putin decided to invade. So this is very different than other previous conflicts we've had where you have a sovereign nation, you have a fully functioning government led by uh, an elected leader. And and that is who that you defer to as to what he decides is mm-hmm. in his country's best interest. Okay, but uh, it's been talked about that a peace plan, at least, as far as Russia is concerned, if there is a diplomatic way out of here, is for Russia not to give up all that 20% of the eastern part of Ukraine that they've already uh, occupied, as well as um, Crimea. Is this something, do you think, that, I don't know, is 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 practical enough for uh, Ukraine to have a ceasefire with Russia? Well, there, I mean, I guess there's a couple words there. One is ceasefire. One is, you know, a peace. And those are, you know, two different things. You know, for example, in, you know, North and South Korea and mm-hmm. in the, in the Korean War, there's been a ceasefire. But Technically, there's there's never been a peace. It's just there's, right. there's never been a peace treaty. It's just been that ceasefire. So is that something that Ukraine is willing to accept? I can't imagine that any sovereign country is going to be willing to watch its borders mm. invaded, that, that, you know, crimes against humanity and war crimes are committed, and then willingly say, oh, but now we're going to give up part of our of our of, of our territory right. that is our sovereign nation. So I don't see how how this is going to play out in terms of a lasting peace where the territory is ceded by Ukraine. It's going to be a lot more complicated than that. So if you are to be pragmatic and looking at, you know, everything we know now, uh, Vladimir Putin will definitely not back out of this one. What could be a practical way to get out of the conflict that we are having right now that has been dragging on for about a year now, more than a year? Well, that's the question is, will the economic sanctions put more pressure on Russia? It, it, it hasn't obviously pulled them out in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going to happen with China? Is it going to give military assistance of a lethal variety? Are, is Russia still going to have a market for its you know, for its oil, for its gas, uh, for its exports to China and India um, and other countries. Will that continue? What will happen to the Russian people? I mean, you know, hundreds of thousands of people have left Russia because they don't support the war, because they don't support Putin. What's going to happen internally in Russia? So there's so many factors that we just don't know. I mean, a year ago today, if, you know, Timothy, if you and I were talking, we wouldn't think that this would still be going on a year from exactly. now. Now we think it will be going on a year from now. Hopefully we will be incorrect and, and this will end and it will end in a way that's acceptable to Ukraine, but we just don't know. Well, we all hope that it will end. Now, uh, what we do know is that President Joe Biden's current term will end at some point when the elections happen <laughs> next year. Uh, and now the First Lady is uh, hinting that, uh, well, President Biden will indeed uh, run again. Look, we should know in April um, <laughs> because April is the magic month. Bill Clinton announced 
uh, his re-election campaign in April of 1995. Barack Obama announced his re-election campaign in April of 2011. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden announced his election campaign in April of 2019. So expect April 2023 to hear Joe Biden announce that he is going to be running for a second term. So what happens next if in April uh, President Joe Biden announces his intention to run for re-election? Will there be, can there be any challengers, a younger one perhaps from his side of the party or that is it he is running? There will be no credible challenger to Joe Biden. He is uh, he he remains very popular in the Democratic Party. I think if you had said six months ago, could there be a challenger? Maybe there would have been a credible challenger. But a couple of things have happened. First, you've had uh, an end to the, the, the last Congress was very successful legislatively. The Democrats did much better in the midterm elections than they had expected. Joe Biden gave a very strong State of the Union. So that's kind of put a lot of the worries of of the Democratic establishment to rest. They also don't see anybody who's in the wings right now at this stage in the game who would be as strong as Joe Biden against Certainly Donald Trump, who's the front runner for the Republicans. So you may have somebody like Marianne Williamson, you know, running around Mm -hmm. New Hampshire and South Carolina campaigning for president. But that's not credible. It, It will. He will clear the field and it will be Joe Biden in April absent something happening between now and then that would be totally unexpected. All right, Steve, thank you very much. See, you can give us clarity on all these (laughs) things uh, this Monday afternoon. Steve Akun, Senior Advisor at McClarty and Associates, uh, joining us here on our Washington Report. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.